tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one the only carrie wells thank you david thank you so where are you i was gonna say i'm in the hamptons for the whole summer i have not stepped foot back in new york i have not left hardly ever where are you I am in Aspen and I'm here until further notice because my son is going to school out here. I still have my house in Atlanta, but I'm loving it. Like I'm living the dream out here. So I'm here. Every single person I know, well, not everyone, but a lot of people from the Hamptons have left now that it is September and they are literally in Aspen right now as we speak. So yes, there you I go. With Ramona yesterday. And she has, I, I guess she has an amazing house in the Hamptons. I've not seen it, but she and I had lunch and she was saying how much she loves Aspen. She's out here for two weeks. She flew in on my flight. And so she's been doing like the Aspen social scene, doing all the tourist things to do. And she and I sat down for lunch and taught some, some amazing stories about all the ins and outs of the shows and some of the behind the scenes stuff and shared, you know, common stories. So it was really nice to sit down and have a chat with her. You know, it's really funny when I said everyone I know that was now in Aspen. I, I, Ramona was the main person I was thinking of. Yeah, she has. Ex- yeah, she's promoting Aspen like nobody's business because she's all, she's at Kimo Savvy. She's doing the hike. She's doing the lunches. She's doing, she's having a great time. So. And did you enjoy speaking to her? I'm sure she spoke to you about Real Housewives of New York, yes. the legacy show. She has a lot of stories, a lot of history. She's done it for a long time. She's had the ups and downs, but um, yeah, it was nice. It was nice to talk with her. That's good. I mean, lunch with Ramona, did you at least have a glass of wine? Did you at least have a glass of Pinot Grigio? Well, no, not her Pinot Grigio. We both had spicy margaritas, but... 
which they make amazing down at the Ajax Tavern. So we had a couple of those. And Do you miss the ATL while you're in Aspen or no? You just love it. I'm God, Atlanta has everything. I mean, choice. You can't miss, you know, anything you want, any time of the day or night, Atlanta has. Here, not so much, but it has, for a small town, it has a lot of culture, it has museums, it has art shows, there's a big jazz festival going on this weekend, fabulous restaurants. I mean, you it's like New York, you can't have a bad meal here. But um, I do miss a lot about Atlanta, obviously my friends, and that's why I'm gonna keep my place there so I can go back when, I have, when I'm feeling a bit nostalgic or homesick, I can fly back, but I do feel my home is here because my sister lives here and I always had a home here um, before I met my husband. And so, yeah. Wow. Well, you have to keep your home in Atlanta so you can go back and film. I mean, season nine, Married to Medicine, like you have truly been a part of the show off, you know, in one way or another since the beginning. Like, did you ever think you would be here? Did you ever think the show would be here? I mean, it's nine seasons later. Oh, it's been a lot because um, every season is different, as you know. And like in the beginning, we didn't really know what the show was going to be about because it's just doctors and doctors' wives and we're just filming our lives. But for it to be such a hit, like, you know, going on 10 years, it's, it's pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing. Every season is so different. You know, what, just oh, looking back at your experience, like, does something stick out as, like, the high? You know, like, just there's so many different things. Like It's been really interesting for me because, you know, you film a lot more than they show. It's only a 45 minute show. And a lot of my scenes have not been shown this season. And I'm thinking, I'm not sure why, I'm thinking it's because I went against like one of the main cast members and they'll always try and protect the main cast. Like in the beginning when we started filming, it was Mariah because Mariah was partially, you know, one of the producers of the show. So they're not gonna make her look bad. So I felt on season one, I look terrible. Like people didn't really get to know the true me. I think they showed me more as being a bit snobby or a bit elitist because of my accent or, but I'm, you know, as people have gotten to know me over the years, they know that I'm a lot more down to earth than maybe I was shown in the beginning. And I get people, you know, writing to me all the time and saying, oh, it's so nice to get to know the real you. Because in the beginning, I, I don't think I was cast in a realistic light. Um, and that happens also, you know, so every year someone will get a bad season, so to speak, because they'll be, you know, they won't have, they won't be aired in the best light. And, and of course, you're responsible for what happens on camera because it's you filming, but it can also be shown, you know, in a certain light that makes people look bad. And I felt that has happened with me, you know, in the beginning that happened with me, I would say. What about this season? You know, why do you think like, are, well, a, a, are you shocked that we haven't seen more of you that like a lot of your scenes are cut and. Well, because it may come out in the end. Why? Because um, there's definitely some jaw dropping moments that happen this season with some of the cast things you just never would have imagined. Um, and, you know, people have not been particularly honest and that's probably going to come out later in the show. I don't want to do any spoilers, but some of the people that have been on the show a long time um, 
you know, if you're not honest, it'll come out eventually. So the truth always prevails is what I like to say. So I like to stick to my word, be honest, because otherwise, eventually when it comes out, you just look like an idiot. You look like an idiot. I think, you know, it's hard to remember all the lies that you tell. I mean, that's the thing when, you you know, what a tangled web we weave. When you tell one lie, you've got to tell a thousand and then you don't remember who you've said what to. That's why I just like shoot straight from the hip. It's not always good, but it'll always be honest. Why do you think, because there's really nobody new per se. I mean, you know, this season, like, why do you think we have a group of people that have been at this? You know, Anila has been at it less, sure. But, you know, for so many seasons, like, don't they know at this point that, listen, the truth, like you say, always comes out. Like, shouldn't you just show up and be honest and do your job? Like, what goes well, through people's minds? This this season, they bring in a great girl, Audra, who is an right. attorney. And she's just a straightforward girl. She's honest. She's not being pretentious. She's not... And I think when a newcomer comes along, sometimes some of the cast like to sort of haze them a little bit and be really mean to them. That's never been my experience. I've always been just, if I like you, I like you. If I don't, I don't. And if I don't like you, I'm not gonna be nice to you. But I, you know, I take people face value. So I met her, she seems great. We had a laugh, she's honest, she's from Ghana. And so we, we just hit it off but not everybody gets on well with her. And she has a major altercation with one of the cast members this season. And we've seen like, like something already, you know, where like, you know, her profession was, you know, questions. Victoria questioned her profession, which was extremely rude because she's worked hard to be an attorney. Um, You know, she, it didn't come easy to her. She had to pass the bar exam. Like that takes a lot. You know, people don't even, they fail a lot the first time. So I think she's, um, she's a professional. And I think for Toya to judge her like that was, was kind of hazing a little way, you know, for her being a newcomer. Right. Well, I'm an attorney too. I passed the bar. I do not practice anymore. And it's not fun or easy. There's nothing exciting about it. I can imagine. I mean, Kim Kardashian didn't pass it first time. She worked hard. Her dad was a great attorney. So like, you know, she had it in her family, the she's probably been around law a lot and so that probably helped her but it's I'm sure it's a very difficult exam I feel like saying to Kim Kardashian I effort great effort but why just go and run your billion dollar empire honey oh my god I think do you think it's for the like the thing she's doing with the prison reform maybe to understand that and to I think for her to be taken seriously she people wouldn't take her seriously otherwise. I think this way, she's proved herself. She's proved that she's an intelligent woman. She's able to do more than just reality television. And um, it proves she's got a brain, you know? It does prove she has a brain. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I have suffered from eczema for pretty much my whole life. Now, I don't know if it's the change in weather from hot to a little bit colder this week, but my eczema is starting to act up worse than it has in months. I've tried a lot of products in the past, and I've grown frustrated because nothing has really worked long term. Glad Skin, for me, was a game changer. Glad Skin is a new category of skin treatment that's made for people of all ages with eczema, acne, rosacea. The reason Glad Skin is different is because they used a science-based approach. Glad Skin specifically works to target the imbalance in your skin's good and bad bacteria. They use a microbalance. That's right, a microbalance. And that helps restore the balance of the good and bad bacteria. Also, for me, other products I've used in the past have been harsh. Even those that eventually worked, there was that harsh, stinky feeling. Glad Skin is very soothing. Don't wait to try Gladskin. They are offering my listeners 15% off plus free shipping on your first order at gladskin.com slash velvet. That's gladskin.com slash velvet for 15% off plus free shipping. Gladskin.com slash velvet. It's so important to prioritize your mental health and wellness every day. I speak from experience when I say when you work on yourself, you start to see and feel positive changes in all areas of your life. Therapy has really given me the tools to deal with challenges as they arise. It's helped strengthen my relationships. For my therapy, I've turned to Talkspace. Getting started is the most important part. And listen, I mean, we all say it. I'm going to wait till something goes wrong to get started. Wrong. Start now. Start today. Talkspace has helped me so much. They're the number one online therapy platform. They have thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, anxiety, depression, relationships relationships, and on and on and on. And you all know I'm in the Hamptons for the summer, so what I love about it is it's mental health care that meets your needs wherever you are. As a listener of this podcast, you get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use code VELVET to get $100 off your first month just for Behind the Velvet Rope listeners. That's Velvet and Talkspace.com. Do you have a low from this whole experience over the nine seasons? Like one thing that sticks out for you or like something you were a part of where there was like an argument where you're just like, I am so uncomfortable right now? The low for me was definitely the fight that happened at my house, which happens to be the biggest fight ever on reality television. And, you know, I was, it was all these doctors and doctor's wives and a beautiful black tie soiree. And we're just getting to know each other. And <laughs> as, as Dr. Simone put it, two bitches in ball ground, in ball gowns fighting. Um, I mean, that was, for me, that was the low, definitely. It was a, such an intense fight. 
does anything shock you at this point? Like you say every season is different. Like how is, how do you feel this season is different? And like, does anything shock you? I mean, you've been around this group for so long. Well, after recovering from that, I think nothing shocks me. It is just like, you've seen it all. Like I never expected to have to deal with that in my lifetime. So for me, it was like, once you get over that, what, what possibly could shock you? Yeah. That's really true. How is this season different for you? Um, This season, I guess, it's nice having Audra because it's a new cast member. It, it, It diverts some of the attention. And so for me, it's been like, I don't know, it's been fun, but it's also had a lot of more serious tones this season. It has. Well, one thing that stood out to me as more serious was this intervention with Dr. Heavenly. What did you think? You were not there, but what did you think of all of this? You know why I wasn't there? Because um, Contessa didn't want me in her home. She and I had got into an altercation. I'm not an altercation. That means physical, but we got into a discussion and she was so mad at me. She didn't want me in her home and they didn't even show that. In Vegas, she had gone off on me at breakfast before she and Heavenly got into it. And so for me, it was like, God, this new contest I'd never seen. Like she was so angry and so irritated because of what I'd revealed the, the previous um, year about her, the time I'd heard her and her husband discussing things. And I hadn't even revealed what they were discussing, but I'd mentioned it to Toya. Next thing you know, the filming outside of her room. And I think she blamed me for that. But in reality, like I don't run the show. I'm just a a cast member or a friend. Like I'm not in charge of anything that happens. So it shouldn't have been me to blame. It should have been, she should have been a little bit more understanding, I think. Yeah. And also, I mean, isn't that the show? Isn't this the assignment? Isn't this what we show up for? Like, what else are we going to talk about? Like, we're revealing things that happened and that's something that happened. So that's why, like, she just yeah. was like, I don't want you here. Wow. Yeah. She didn't want me in her home, but I'm glad I wasn't there because it ended up being a complete drama between Heavenly and her. And according to, I wasn't there, but I think her child came down or it just became like when kids get involved, it's never good, you know? Were you shocked? Like when you watched it, like that this intervention was even happening? Well, I was shocked because the night it happened, Toya called me on her way home and was like, you are not going to believe what happened tonight. Like it's too much. Like her and Heavenly, I I don't know how they'll recover from this. I really don't. I mean, that's kind of where I was. Like we saw a moment on the Vegas trip where they seem to be heading back in a good direction, but I imagine that doesn't last based on some coming attractions we've seen for the rest of the season. What about, you know, do you think that, you know, Heavenly has learned from this intervention? Like, are you, did you think that everyone overstepped? Like, what did you think? Like, whose well, team are you kind of on? She and I talked about this. Um, and I said to her, you know, you can be mean. We had a podcast a few weeks ago and I said, Heavenly, sometimes you come across as being really mean, you know, I don't think you deliver it. Uh, People receive it in a much more detrimental way than perhaps she means to deliver it. And this was her answer. She said, I will always go two steps lower than anyone else. Like if you come for me, I'm gonna go two degrees lower. And that's her strategy. (laughs) My strategy is I'm nice unless you come for me. And then I'm, 
you know, I'm not as nice, but um, I'm not, I guess, a, I think when Contessa first started coming for me, she saw me maybe as an easy target, or she maybe saw me as a, a weaker person, but then I stood up for myself. She realized I wasn't. Whereas with Heavenly, if you come for her, it's going to be two steps lower. So you just have to be prepared. I, I'm kind of a mixture of both you and Heavenly. Like I am so nice. I would and- like more like Heavenly in a way because people don't mess with her as much. I mean, she, I think a lot of people are afraid of her. That's not my, you know, I'm not afraid of her, but I think some of the cast are and they stick with her like her little minions because they're afraid of her. Right. I mean, I'm like, she does go low, but personally, I've said this before. I have no problem with that. Like if you come for me, I don't, I don't get offended when you could say anything, but if you really want to come for me, I, I go, I will go lower. Yeah. Well, you have to definitely have thick skin on this show. You have to be able to take the verbal blows and not take it, you know, not take it to heart because it is, you know, you've got to stick up for yourself. You can't be a wallflower that's just going to take it. Um, and I think that's hard sometimes because some of the girls, you know, that they've done it for a long time and they're used to getting their point across no matter what. And for me, a lot of the time it's, I can't get a word in edgeways. It's like, I'm trying to speak. So I've got, I've shouted, you know, I've gotten up and said things. So you just have to have that strategy where you're not going to sit back and let people bully you because that, you know, you just can't do that. Do you think this group is, you know, they're as, you know, like you said, you had lunch with Ramona. I mean, the housewives, like they're on par with the housewives. Do you think they're more intense than housewives? I mean, is it equal? I mean. Well, Ramona told me a funny story. She said in interviews when they're saying things, she'll go, oh, we're not Atlanta, which means that they will never have altercations like the housewives of Atlanta. And that's what the housewives of Atlanta are kind of known for. And then when Married to Medicine came out, it was doctors and doctors' wives. So it wasn't really Housewives of Atlanta. But some of the scenes definitely go there, I would say. They definitely um, hold a par with the Housewives of Atlanta for physical things, which is crazy to me. Like, you know, I would never put my hands on a person. Even if someone did to me, I would deflect, I would deflect the, the drama. Um, but some people are not able to do that, which you will see in this season. Yeah, like when they said that mid-season trailer, it did oh. seem like something was coming that people had to be separated. It was hard to even tell what was going on, but it seems like there is a physical altercation coming. Yes, and it's not good. Um, you know, Bravo doesn't like that. They don't agree with that. So it was definitely a shock for everybody. Were you there? And like, do you ever get scared? You know, I mean, I've asked other housewives this because like I've had people on like from Potomac where there was a thing between two housewives, Monique and Candace. Like, do you ever get like scared when you're there and it starts getting physical? I mean, I probably would. Well, I would say this particular altercation I did because I was right next, I was sitting right next to Toya and things got crazy and everybody was getting really, I mean, it it didn't just die down, it kept going. And so I, Jackie left, Simone left, I think Simone left. Um, And then I left and we just like, time to go, you know, not stick, stick around for that. 
Have you ever been, you know, look, Heavenly took no prisoners in her YouTube channel, which led to this intervention. Have you ever been a part of, you know, her tongue? Oh God, yes, Heavenly. <laughs> Heavenly last year said, she goes, Carrie Wells, I'm coming for you. You know, I think you're coming back if you, cause I said, Dr. Damon, daddy. And that really pissed her off, even though it was just meant as a joke. So I think yeah. she definitely came for me. She did. And she said, you know, Carrie Wells, I'm coming for you. If you want to, you know, I was, I just take it all as a grain of salt. All right. So there's some good news and there's some bad news here today. Now, the good news is if you're listening to this, you are alive, but there is bad news. The bad news is you probably don't have life insurance. I certainly didn't. And that's why you need ethos. Now, I looked into some other companies, I you knew the option of getting life insurance, and it was so confusing and it was outdated in this huge application process. I was like, I have no time to deal with this today. And I kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off until one day I discovered ethos. With ethos, you can get life insurance in 10 minutes for as little as $10 a month. They have no medical exams, which I love. There's just a few easy health questions and very competitive rates from top rated carriers. So basically what I'm saying is it's affordable and convenient. Do you know that every year you wait, life insurance premiums increase by 8 to 10%? Get a free personalized quote at ethoslife.com slash velvet. That's spelled E-T-H-O-S life.com slash velvet. Go to ethoslife.com slash velvet to get your free life insurance quote today. Ethos Technologies Inc. operates in California as Ethos Life Insurance Services. Not available in all states in prices subject to underwriting and certain health questions. I hope you all had a good summer, but you know what? Summer's over and now it's time to get serious about feeling good. And how can you feel good without Dane products? The Eva. The Eva is one of their most popular products. Let's be honest. Sex is better when everybody is enjoying themselves. It's a hands-free vibrator for couples. It boosts your pleasure and connection all with a little toy that won't get in the way. Now, if you're not in a relationship and you don't have anyone, hello, just like me, you can use the Palm. The Palm is a versatile vibrator from Dame Products. It's super bendy. I mean, hello, you guys getting turned on just by me talking. But honestly, the Palm is great if you're alone. You hold it in the palm of your hand. The Eva is great if you're in a couple. There's the Fin. It's a finger vibrator. They have sex oils and lubes. You know what the best part is? Dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days, so your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. You go to dameproducts.com, you enter the code VELVETROPE, and you get 15% off. That's right, the Palm, the Eva, the Lube, the Sex Oils, 15% off. Go to Dame Products and enter code VELVETROPE. I remember she did not like the Dr. Damon Daddy at all. Oh, no, she didn't let that go for a long time, but that was just a joke. Like, that's the thing. In this, in this show and in this, uh, with this group of ladies, whenever one person does something they don't like, they go, oh, that's a joke. But then when the other person do it, does it, it's not a joke. So you just have to, you got to take the rough with the smooth. Do you think Heavenly has like learned from this intervention, learned from everybody saying like, look, you truly hurt us. We're not angry. No, (laughs) she's right back. Maybe a little bit tamer, but her podcast, God, she gets into it. She doesn't hold back. 
she does not hold back from what I can tell either. She has a strong opinion and she's going to let you know her opinion. What about, you know, like you say everything, like some, some things are jokes, you know, we had this thing where like Ania and Dr. Saja showed up as movers. Oh my God. That I I didn't think that was that big a deal, but apparently Toya and Eugene did. Yeah. I think they took it as a great offense because it maybe hit home or it hit a nerve, but that was a joke. Like it was not meant to be malicious. It was just supposed to be funny. It was a dress up night. I think they don't like to be the target of people's jokes, which is understandable, but I, I think they took it way too seriously. Do you think, you know, cause like Eugene got right more upset than Toya, like, you know, do the husbands sometimes, are they more drama filled than the wives? No, the husbands normally are really um, calm and they don't, you know how it is guys versus girls. Girls are a lot more drama most of the time, maybe not with all guys and girls, but definitely with these group of doctors. And I think Eugene, like it really hit a nerve. Like he took it very seriously. I was like, what is going on here? Dr. Sasha though is funny. Like he'll hold his own. He doesn't back down either. So that's good. He did hold his own. Yeah, he does. Well, you also had, you know, you've been on many a trip. We have this Vegas trip that looked kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, they have another trip coming up, which will be revealed. Um, But yeah, it's just, I guess... I've not watched the latest episodes. We get them a week before and we get to look at them. I haven't had a chance to look at that. Um, so I'm not sure where we are at in the show. I know, you know, it just revealed that Toya and Eugene are both very unhappy. They're going through some stuff. Um, and then there's going to be more with Dr. Saja and Anila and what they have to go through. But um, yeah, it's going to be the rest of the season is going to be pretty exciting. I mean, it looks exciting. On this Vegas trip, they did, you know, we end up playing this game, you know, like never have I ever, you know, at the minute we hear this on any reality show, it's like, is this, is there any world in which this is going to end well? Well, it never ends well, but this is what it's like truly. So you're at a table in this fabulous restaurant. Like the guy went all out with caviar and salmon and shrimp and lobster. And he really did an amazing spread for us. Camus wine and seven different courses. And so you're sitting there and you've had a martini or you've had your glass of wine and the night's going on and and you forget, you don't even think about the cameras. Like it just, as strange as that may sound to people watching, it's just you talking and so I guess Anila was a little bit embarrassed by what she had said. Um, but we were all pretty honest, I guess. I mean, do you feel like, okay, good for you. We're all being open. You know, listen, there was a lot of sex talk or is it like, you know, just sometimes it's a little too TMI. Too much. I think the scene with Dr. Jackie, where she takes the, all the girls, this sex shop and it's like, this guy talking about all the apparatus and blah, blah, blah. 
like that for me, I, I was just shopping. I was walk, walking around shopping. I don't need some guy explaining to me how things work on my private parts. I just don't. Like if that's for you, all well and good. But I can choose my own things if I need them. I don't need instructions. Like it's so, but that's Dr. Jackie's thing. You know, she's queen bee right now. So she's all about the vagina. She's all about writing books about vaginas, talking about vaginas, showing vaginas, treating vaginas. Like that's her thing. It is her thing. But what about the husbands? Like, should the husbands be or the wives be off limits? Like we just had something similar in Beverly Hills where like Mauricio and PK, they were saying like, whose wife, if you had to choose someone, I mean, this our dinner and I know that she'd go for Dr. Saja. Like what the hell? What, what, where does that come from? Why would you say that? I mean, I, at one point, put my napkin over her mouth. I'm like, you need to stop talking. You need to stop talking. But, you know, she doesn't. That's when it's like, uh, I mean, like, if, even if you think this, like, you're going to have to face all these people tomorrow morning, like, enough, right? Never say those things about my husband. Like, even if I thought them, I just, mm-mm. that wouldn't be my topic of conversation. Because, yeah, they should be off limits. What about, you know, like you said, like toy, you know, we see some things coming up with like Toya and like, I mean, you know, of course we talked about like a lot of other people's marriages, like you're happily married. Like who do you think can use your marital advice the most out of the married couples? Well, I've been married almost 20 years. Dr. and Cecil have been through a lot. They reunited Dr. Jackie and her husband, Curtis went through a lot. They reunited I think Anila has a strong marriage. Um, I've met Audra's husband, seems great. They're newlyweds. Um, Heavenly, of course, she and her husband have a strong marriage. And Tori and Eugene, I think, have a strong marriage. But I think this season, you're going to see some of the problems in certain people's marriages. So that's coming. Do you think being on like this show kind of helps a lot of these women in their marriages or... It's devastational for marriages. Ramona was saying that the other day, she blames you know, a lot of what happened for her divorce um, because you are, you're under a lot of pressure. You're dealing with your cast members and drama and problems and you're working filming and you're, and so there's not a lot of time. And then you've got your job or whatever you do normally. Um, this, and the kids, you know, there's not a lot of time for husbands. And I think that can lead to husbands feeling a little bit left out. And then minor problems become major problems. And if you're not sitting down and talking about it, and if you're not completely having each other's back, then there's going to be problems in your marriage. I would agree with all of that. Does Ramona think that like being on the show for so long is like what led to her divorcing Mario? Well, she does blame a lot of the the show for the stress that it put both of them under. I could see that. I mean, I've had other housewives on that point blank said, I think I would still be married if it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the curse of a lot of relationships because it highlights, if you have a a, a flaw or crack in your marriage, that's going to be shown. That's going to be highlighted. Any skeletons you've got in the closet, they're going to be revealed. Like, for people to think that, oh, I did this and I can get away with it. Mm -mm, That's not, that's not the case. 
it will be shown because people are watching and people are revealing things and people are talking and there's going to be, you know, secrets revealed. So that's just part of it. You have to accept that going into it, that you can't have a lot of secrets. I mean, it's like politicians, you know, they think they're going to get away with things and then years later it comes out. I wonder if Ramona, look, she had a great run. I wonder if she regrets being on Housewives. I don't think so. I think, um, you know, she's she has a positive attitude. She's the type of person that will say it is what it is, you know, but um, it, it, it's like when I got going with this, Heather DeBorough said to me, it's the 80-20. And I think we talked about that last time. Um, you're going to love 80% of it, or if you, you know, on a, <laughs> you hope, and then 20% of it, you're going to hate. So as long as you look at it like that, there's, there's times when you watch yourself and you cringe things you've said or how they're depicted, but for the most part, it's a positive experience, or at least that's been my experience. I think that's such a good way. Uh, yeah. I think we did. And Heather Dubrow said that. I think that's such a good way to put it because same thing with this podcast, like any job, I think in the public eye or where something's being recorded in time date stamped, 20% of the time you just cringe. It just is what it oh, is. God. I mean, every time, and, and a lot of um, actors, I was reading about Brad Pitt, he never watches himself because, and a lot of actors never watch themselves. And I think with reality TV, you know, that's showing your life and how you talk and what you say and what you do, yeah, it's hard to watch yourself sometimes. So I will skim through, like if I watch the seasons, I'll skim through a lot of it. So I get the gist of what's going on. We don't need to know all the ins and outs and listen to everything I've said, but you know, I'll, I'll skim through it. You like to fast forward through your own scenes. Oh my God. And other people's. Like I just, I was there. I don't need to relive it sometimes, but um yeah, unless it's a great funny scene and then I watch it and laugh my head off. But for the most part, I'm fast forwarding. I get it. I mean, listening back to myself on this podcast is not my favorite thing to do in the world, but I'm glad everyone else enjoys it so much. They do. Yes. You've had some very famous one. God, I was so sorry. You had Anne Heck on and Hesh. Hesh, yeah. yeah. And God, what a tragic death. That's so tragic. It was crazy timing and I just, you know, people say, look, you don't, you just, like, we just bonded. Like she was so vibrant and it just, it was open open and like, I say to people like, that's definitely like one of my favorite episodes just because she just, we just connected. I loved her. And then that's for all time. Like that is so good that you have that interview, like the images of her and film of her that never would have been revealed it's like she was just wonderful and like I I really came away thinking like this woman is brilliant honestly I thought she was like she had so many thoughts and she's like are you following me and I'm like I'm following everything you're saying just about love and life and just I I I was like I'm I'm right here with you I understand I love that I love that it's a good one if you haven't listened you should I'll have to I'll have to check it out well Ramona also says you know that it's hard to date because she's on the show. I mean, she said this, she said this in many interviews, like she's like men, straight men do not want this. They don't want to be on camera. They don't, they think they know you, you know? So I think it makes it hard to date when you're on a show for as long as Ramona as well. 
That is, it is hard. Um, I'm glad I'm not having to try and date because a lot of people, they don't want the attention. And so they think maybe by dating you, they're going to be on camera or it's going to be said something about them or in the newspapers. So yeah, I guess a lot of guys are a lot more private, private than the girls on the show. And so they just don't want to be a part of it. What about speaking of dating quad is single. So what do you, what type of guy, like, do you think quad needs if you oh were going to fix God. her up? She's such a catch. I don't know why. I mean, she's happy. Like she's not desperate. She's got her life. She's got her house. She's got her nephew. Her mom's living with her. She's got her whole family um, support system. So she's not desperate for a guy. She's happy in what she's doing and who she is. But I think she's a catch. Like, she's a beautiful young woman. I mean, what guy wouldn't want her? And she sings, she seems happy single as well. So, like, yeah. <laughs> anyone in Hollywood that you can think of, like, if you were going to set quad up with someone famous, like, can anyone come to mind? Oh, my God. That is a... I've always had a crush on Lenny Kravitz. I think he's such a handsome man, such a fabulous like unique character and he seems mysterious and I always like salivated over his videos I, I think him but I'm sure he's happily married I was gonna say there ain't nothing wrong with the little Lenny Kravitz and no he's actually single so let, let, I mean you know at least to the best of my knowledge so let's yeah. just put that out there into the world yeah so I could see that I could see those two do you watch, I mean, I don't, you don't have to, do you watch other Bravo shows? Like, are you a fan of any of the other shows? I have watched them. Um, I've been busy the last couple of years, so I've not watched them. I mean, I watched Below Deck because it was always on below before our show. Um, but I get, I just like to see clips. Like I'm on Instagram all the time. And so I get all the clips of all the stuff coming out. And so, yeah, I'm more of a clip watcher than a show watcher. What about, do you know any of like the Real Housewives of Atlanta just being local in Atlanta, yeah, even though you're in Aspen? Candy had a fabulous event for her restaurant. Um, I was at that a few months back. And so, you know, everybody was there. It was a great event um, for her new show. You know, she's got that new show out. Yeah. So the launching of that. So it's small circles in Atlanta when you're mixing with that crowd. So yeah, you get to meet them all. What about, I mean, I know we see in the coming attractions, you know, and it's been all over the news, like Ania, you know, like her home invasion, like Marlo from Atlanta Housewives, her home invasion. It just came out that Marlo's was part of like this gang that apparently also broke into Mariah Carey's house. Like, is it, I mean, I'm in, I'm in the Hamptons, but you know, normally I'm in New York city, which has changed a lot in the past. Like, is Atlanta... Well, it's scary because people are not afraid. You know, the, there'll be cameras and there'll still be a home invasion or a robbery. And often it's these young kids that are just trying to smash and grab and get stuff. I mean, it's really sad. But um, I was also at Sheree's event. She had a fashion show, which was fabulous. I think it's going to be shown or may already have been shown. She by Sheree, yes. Yes, and that was fun. All the ladies were there. That was a great evening. But going back to Marlo and going back to Anima, that is, it's the reason why I have become more off the grid and not showing my home and my things because I was in a, a robbery. Like I was held up and robbed in Atlanta. 
two years ago. And it just, I just changed my life after that. I became a lot more conscious of what I'm putting out there, you know, my, where I'm living, what I'm doing, because I want to, I want to protect my family. I don't want to be putting it all out there. And I think in this day and age, you have to be really careful what you put out because there's always someone watching and like the guy that robbed Kim Kardashian, he said he didn't feel guilty because she had that. Like it's just nothing to her. He watched her like throwing this ring about and like she's super wealthy. He took the ring. He didn't harm anyone. That's maybe how they're justifying it. So, you know, as long as no one gets hurt, but then if they've got guns, it's you're one bullet away from being dead. You know, the guy that robbed me had a gun to my head and he went on to shoot three people. Like I was after that, I'm like, "Mm -mm. my life is changing. I'm not doing any of the stuff I was doing before. Um, Yeah, I just, it, it became a lot more real and a lot more serious for me after that. Was this like, it wasn't in your home? It was just out and about? No, I was in a nail salon and I was one of the last customers. And it's this Buckhead nail salon that's, you know, got very wealthy clientele. And it was in October, so it was dark. And these two guys came in, not wearing masks. So I'm like, I'm dead because I can see their faces full on. Like, And they basically held everybody up, hit me over the back of the head with a gun. I fell to the floor smacked the front of my head. I think I was unconscious for like, I don't know how long, maybe a minute, maybe only 45 seconds or so. But I, when I came conscious, I went to grab my keys and my phone because they were on the floor and I don't know why. And he saw me going to grab my things. And so he pushed me down and said, I will effing kill you if you're going to make a phone call. I'm like, I'm not making a phone call. Just, you know, just not doing anything. And they robbed everybody. Uh, robbed the cash register, took everyone's purses and jewelry, and then just left. But they caught them, and they both unfortunately got life in prison because they've wow. done, done it a lot. And they were young guys, like 21, 23, like kids, really, with, you know, for what? What did they get? Not much. Wow. So it's sad. It's sad. And you try not to wear like fancy stuff. I mean, I, I have a friend, I mean, she yells at me all the time because I, she doesn't wear a lot of her stuff. I go out in Atlanta, I'm not wearing all the real stuff. Like I'm going to be a lot more conscious. Here in Aspen, it's safe. You know, it's not, it's a different vibe. So I can wear it, um, luckily, but yeah, in Atlanta, I'm not going to be all diamond bracelets and Cartier and all the, you know, I'm just not. It's the same thing with the Hamptons. It's safe because there's only one way in and out. And like, if something happens here, it would be literally all over every town within like 30 seconds. And like everyone would. So, but it's the same thing versus New York. It is. Same here. There's one road in and one road out. So what they often do, if someone commits a crime, they just block the road at the entrance, like 20 miles down the road, 50 miles down the road and catch them. Like it's, People don't get away with crimes here. That's the same thing here. Like people don't lock their doors. I lock mine, but most people don't. They're just like, there's one way in and one way out. So you block the way out and it's over. I park my car. I never lock it. The keys are in it. Like it's just a different vibe. In Atlanta, I have to make sure the Range Rovers mirrors are in because people will go around. And if they see those mirrors out, it means the car's not locked. They'll just rob your car. We, we were at an event and we came out and Duncan, my husband's car was gone. 
was gone. We're like, where did we park? And then we realized about 20 minutes later, oh, it was stolen. I'm glad you could say that with a smile on your face. Yeah. And two weeks later, it showed up just before the insurance was going to get us a new car. But we got his old car back and it was a bit dirty, but not bad. I mean, no damage. But I guess after what you went through with having like a gun to your head, I guess that would change. I mean, that's like what Dorit went through on is going through on Beverly Hills. Like, I think that would change you forever. Oh my God. It, I, I was never the same, like never the same since. I, yeah, it makes you a lot more um, nervous about your surroundings. Like I'd go into grocery stores and I think if there's, if there's an open shooting, this is where I'm going. Like you plan your escape. Like it's crazy to live like that. It's crazy to have to live like that. But unfortunately you do when you're living in a big city. Wow. Yeah. No, I feel I'm just a non-trusting New Yorker. And I'm always like, if I hear someone like walking fast behind me, like I have that. I mean, I'm not, there's no bragging here because put a gun near me and it's, I'm, you know, I'm susceptible, but I just, I have like a weird thing where I'm always expecting something bad to happen, which I don't know if that's a great way to live either. Don't, because you attract what you think about. So um, yes, I always hope for the, I I plan for the worst, but hope for the best. That's what I like to do. Like I have my strategy of what I'll do in that situation, which is basically surrender. Um, But, and that was the thing. I didn't know in an armed robbery, you have to like get down with your hands up. So I'm standing there like this and the guy smacks me over the back of the head, get down. Like, oh, sorry, I didn't get the freaking armed robbery memo that that's what I'm supposed to do. You know, forgive me. But um, yeah, that's the thing. In an armed robbery, get down on the floor, put your hands up, put your hands out and just stay still. Right, let them see where your hands are. Yeah. Yeah. That, okay. Uh, Getting down, I don't think I knew. I didn't know that. Like, is that a thing? Is that a thing? I guess it is, but I didn't know that either. I understand, like, I would just say, take, like, whatever you want. Like, yeah. I, I don't want any of it. Please just take it. Yeah. That's my plan. So there you go. What about, you know, do you like this experience being, like, a friend? Like, do you want to be a full-time cast member on Married to Medicine? I do not, because my life is all about travel. Like, I travel so much. I love traveling. I've taken my kids around the world. Now my husband has got a lot of time. He's semi-retired, so we can go on trips whenever we want. And so when you're filming, you have to commit a big portion of the year to that. And for me, that was just, it's too much. I love being a friend. I can show up more or less when you want. You know, you go to the, you get invited to everything. You go to what you want. And you know, it's easy. You're not, um, there's not as much of a commitment. And at this stage of my life, I'm all about choice. Like to me, the true value is not having to answer to a boss, not having to be anywhere, do anything. I've raised my kids. You know, my son's here. He's got two years left of school, but he's pretty independent. So I can travel whenever I want. And that to me is a gold mine. Like I, love that there's so many places in the world I still want to go I've been to 52 53 countries I want to be able to go to many more um so yeah that's that's kind of what I'm doing right now I have been to 56 countries in all seven continents so I understand you beat me 
I understand people don't realize I'm like, no, I need a ring light, my computer and my microphone and I'll work. I'll, I'll work from wherever I go. I'm not, not going to work, but I, I need to be able to pick up and be here for two months there for a month. If you yeah. want me in one location, I'm going to start freaking out. It's not going to work. It doesn't yeah. work. I people, right. Do you have a place? Like what's your favorite place you've ever been? Do you have one? Um, we were just in Lugano in Switzerland, which I love. It's very, it's got the Italian vibe. It's got the Swiss vibe. It's more relaxed, like the Italian style, like Lake Como and fabulous restaurants, fabulous hotels. You can't take a bad picture, like wherever you look. So we spent quite a bit of time there. We did this amazing train tour of Switzerland, first class, you know, glass trains on able to see all the glaciers mountains everything and um i love that but i do i've not been to japan i want to go to japan that's one country i haven't been to i mean i loved indonesia i love i've been india russia i've been everywhere but i've done all of europe like every single place um but I would like to do Japan. I've not, I've not been to Japan. Japan is like, I mean, out of everywhere I've been in Asia, I would say Japan is like my number one. I've heard. And I might go skiing there this year. I just, the people along, like the vibe, they seem very kind. It's very safe. People seem very honest. So I, I just, I'd love to go to Japan. The only thing I'm worried about is my friend was there with her kids on an, on a train and the people were saying, shh, shh. Like, because Americans, and I consider myself American, really, because I've been here so long, are kind of loud because there's a lot of land. This is how I, I, I justify it. America's big. There's a lot of land. You're in a house. You're not on top of each other. Like in England, which is small, land is very expensive. So English people tend to be more reserved. You don't have to say, hey, it's dinner time. You go, tea is served, you know, whatever. So, but in America, everybody's loud because they have to freaking shout because the land is so big. So in Japan, people were saying to her, can you calm your children down? You know, shh, shh. Okay, telling her to quiet, her, quieten her children. So I'm a bit worried my family might be a bit noisy for Japan. There's a lot of rules in Japan. Like they're very nice, but it's very strange. Like there's these, like when there's a rule that just their the answer is no. And you're like, but like, I mean, you know, don't, That's don't try to substitute anything at a restaurant. Like, you know how here you're like, really, there's, there's none of that. It's like just, but there's no basis for the rule. But when there is a rule, they're like, they can't, be, they're not rude. They just can't believe they're like, no, they're just the answer is no. It's just that simple. Well, yeah, I have to then get coaching from you before we go, because my family is the kind of family that rules are suggestions for the most part. Like, oh, is that a rule or is that a suggestion? And I think that tends to be, um, although my daughter's a rule follower, but um, I'll have to call you before and say, okay, if we're going to Japan, what do we need to do? You just call me, I'll give you pointers. Would you ever, you know, like, the rumor is out there, you know, I mean, she's even telling people, I think herself, like, you know, the rumor is like, you know, Ramona's not coming back to the Real Housewives of New York, the legacy show. She's in Aspen. You seem to be in Aspen a lot. Would you ever want to be, you know, maybe you and Ramona should be, you know, start the Real Housewives of Aspen. I can't speak for Ramona. I don't know, but um, that could be a good show. There's a lot of drama that goes on out here, but um, yeah, 
who knows if that would catch on. The Real Housewives of Aspen with Ramona and I, and also, I mean, so many people visit here. It could be a great show for all the people that come in. Like it's, that's what they say about Aspen. The world comes to you because there's so many private jets flying in. Like, forget it, Christmas and New Year. Like it's, you can't even get dinner reservations unless you plan months in advance because everybody in the world comes to Aspen during that two week period. I've got people knocking on my door wanting to buy my home. Like I've had people put notes in my mailbox. I would love to buy your home. I'd love to buy your home. You know, and then rent it. Would you consider renting your home? And I did for a while, I rented it. And I know Ramona rents hers in the Hamptons for ridiculous amounts of money, but um, it's just a special place to be like the Hamptons. And there's limited land, limited homes, limited building. So there's not room for everybody. I was going to say Aspen at that time is exactly like the Hamptons in the summer. It's like, you don't have to go anywhere. You walk down like main street, you hear every accent possible. Everybody comes here. All of a sudden people come out of the woodworks that you don't even know your friends with, you know, you haven't spoken in 20 years. You're like, Oh, so I understand you want to come and visit for the summer. Oh, that happens. And right. The land, it's like people get knocks on their doors at all times. Like, do you want to sell your house? It's like, well, sure. But where would you like me to go after that? Yeah, I know. Where would we live? And that's the thing, like all the celebrities that you must meet in the Hamptons, like I have met so many celebrities and I don't, you know, I don't want to name drop because it's so crazy, but here it's good because they can walk around, they can have dinner, they can, without being harassed, like Prince Harry was here last week doing a, a big promotion for his charity playing polo and you know everybody's like oh prince harry so you know but not oh my god prince harry can i please have a photo can i please have i mean maybe some people but not many it's it's the town where people can be themselves they can mix with the locals it's not like a big deal it's literally the same thing here i mean this one restaurant i go to like down the street like paul mccartney goes there all the time like the other day i mean i just in my he was there and I'm like, I'm looking around and I'm like, it is, I mean, he was walking from table. I'm like, literally there's, I'm like, if one person, just one person quietly asked this man for a picture, I probably might be the second person. I'm not going to be the only, not one person bothered him. Nobody asked for a picture. You could see people, there was a quiet hush, but nobody really, you're like, you could be left alone here. It's literally the exact same thing. And I'm like, it's Paul McCartney. I'm like, this man is probably in heaven that no one bothers him here. I know. I mean, that must be great that they can do that. My girlfriend's son is a 10 year old rock star. Like he is an amazing musician. So she lives in Miami. She comes out here. And while he was out here, he decided to play on the mall. Like, you know, they asked him mall and he's amazing. He can play all the legends. And there's a guy watching him and he puts some money in his, cause he, he doesn't need the money, but the kid's, you know, earning his own keep. And this guy puts money in his thing and he's watching, watching. And then he goes, keep up the good work. He goes, my name's Eric Clapton. And the kid then starts playing Layla for him. Like that happens. And only in Aspen would that happen, all the Hamptons. Like, it's just crazy like that. People, he's walking on the street, no one bugging him. Wow. A this lot of kid. people probably didn't recognize him because his glasses and hat and stuff. But it's a place where you can come and be free for, you know, Mariah Carey loves it because she comes and she's just able to do her own thing. Which is nice, right? They're just people. Yeah. 
Are you upset that you're, you know, as we wrap up, like, are you upset that your scenes are like limited and like, you know, like, do you care like when something doesn't make it like this fight, you know, you mentioned with Contessa or whoever, like, do you care about that? Not really, because I still get paid. So it doesn't bother me. But um, it, mm, I just don't like it if I'm shown to not be honest or be in a bad light. Because to me, like, I don't have a reason to lie. So things are going to come up this season. I don't know how it's going to be shown. But um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm so easygoing. Like, I'm, if I'm in it, great. If I'm not in it, great. I love being a friend of the show. I love being a part of it. But if in the future that doesn't happen, you know, I'm, I'm a busy girl. I've got a lot going on. So it's not going to be it's not going to be, I, I won't be shedding any tears. And like you said, like you get paid regardless, right? Yes, I get paid regardless. So. And then before we wrap up, do you have any guilty pleasures? Like, you know, like, do you like, it doesn't have to be reality TV, like any TV shows, movies, music, or are you just, oh, I mean. I love shoes and purses. I'm always buying shoes and purses. Like my husband's like, oh my God, do you really need more shoes and purses? But I like them because you don't have to try them on. You can just see them and buy them. I love jewelry. I love bracelets. I tend to gather a lot of, I've got hundreds of bracelets. Um, I love chocolate and I love a good glass of champagne. Those are all good. I, I, I'm a watch and a bag person myself. Like I'm a, yeah, I'm a sucker for a bag. Not so much because I hate trying on clothes in a store. I prefer to buy them, try them on, return them. But you go in a store and the purse is sitting right there you don't have to do anything. You just have to pay for it. Like it's, or shoes, you just put your feet in and it's done. Like to me, or jewelry, put it on, yeah. Um, so that's my thing is accessories more than the- We are so similar, same thing. It's like, then it doesn't really matter what you wear. If you have the right bag or the watch, you're like, okay, I kind of just rolled out of bed, but I have this nice bag. So like, I'm obviously, you know, love, let me in. I love shoes and I love jewelry. Jewelry. I've always been like that. When I was a little kid, they used to, there was a jewelry, jewelry store right by where we lived. And my sister says every day, I was like four or five years old, they'd say, which one do you like? And I'd go, the biggest, the biggest, the biggest ring. Whichever was the biggest, it didn't matter. I like the biggest. And I, I'm still kind of like that girl. So that's okay. I love diamonds. I love diamonds. Listen, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Anything else you want to cover before we go? I can't wait to watch the rest of the season. It is such a great season, but I like to give people a chance at the end. Anything I didn't bring up? No, it's just going to be a fun season. You know, um, some of the things that come up, you've got to take with a grain of salt, but all will be revealed, as we say. All will be revealed. Just wait to the end and all will be revealed. And if it's not, it will be revealed at the reunion. So we have to yeah. just... Oh my God, the reunion's... <gasps> I'm not going to be there, I don't think, but it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Yes. I can't wait. It's such a great show. Well, listen, thank you for coming back again. You know, come yeah. back anytime. Say hi to Ramona for us in Aspen. And don't work too hard. So like, I'll share your socials with everyone who doesn't follow you if they want to, but like, I really appreciate your time. Thank you, David. And I'll be calling you about Japan. Call me. I have a lot to say about Japan. Tokyo, I've got to, I can tell you all the places to go. Thank you, love. All right. Good to talk to you. You too. Take care. Thank you for doing this. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, 
subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you, guys. See you soon. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.